thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my to head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. We're believing God for answers for your life. Yes. Amen. Do you know the Word is the answer book? It is the answer book. And the more we live in the answer book, the more we know the answers. Amen. Um, we've been teaching in the last several episodes in a direction that's so foundational. But you know, can I tell you this? When uh, when we're believing God for something and it seems like the answer is delayed, we have to realize this. Sometimes it's not usually something big where we're missing it. It's usually just in something quite basic mm -hmm. where we're missing it. Mm -hmm. We always look for some deep, dark, hidden thing that, that's causing us yeah. to not receive what belongs to us, but usually it's just in the very basic foundational things. So we're, we've been looking at something very foundational and you know what it is that we're looking at? How we treat the word, yes, how yes, we treat the word. Um, it's important because Jesus referred to it in Mark chapter four, verse 23. And we'll start in verse 24. He, and this is the amplified classic translation. He said, be careful what you are hearing. Make sure it's the word you're hearing and not just opinion you're hearing, not just conviction you're hearing, but it's the word you're hearing. Be careful what you are hearing. Then he says this, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth that you hear. What's going to happen? It'll be the measure of power and knowledge that comes back to you. Yes. So we measure the degree of power by the, the interest that we're showing in the word, mm -hmm. how we're treating the word. Are we giving that word first place? Yes. Because sometimes, listen, we love God. We love the word. And it's so easy, if I could say this, to let distractions come and get first place when we need to make sure the word is first place. When we give an all-out effort to the Word, it won't take long for your answer to manifest. Amen. Know that. When we give an all-out effort to the Word, what's that mean? We're interested. We are so interested. We're giving the Word first place. We're feeding on it. We're making a point to think of it through the day, That's meditate right. on right. it. Let that Word govern our actions, govern our thought lives, govern our words. Yes. When we give it first place, it won't take long right. for the Word to do its wonder-working work. Amen. Amen. So in other words, we could say it this, how, this way, how we treat the Word will determine how much we receive from God. That's, good. That's what Jesus was saying. The measure of thought and study you give, mm -hmm. 
It's not based on God. It's based on you because so much of the time we're taught religiously that it's all up to God. Whatever will be, will be. None of of that's a a scripture, you know. We have to make sure we're not believing what isn't scriptural. No matter what belongs to us in Christ, because it all belongs to us, we will only partake of it to the measure we give place to the word. How interested we are in the word. Um, when we, Jesus can only be to us what we know him to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. If we don't know he's healer, we won't permit him to heal. Amen. But when we know he's the healer, then he has, a, he has opening to work in us. Yeah. Uh, what you call him to be to you is what he is. You call him healer, he'll be healer. You call him provider, he'll be provider. That's right. You call him your peace, he's your peace. You call him your righteousness, you'll live a life, you'll live a life in line with that. So he can only be to us what we call him to be. If we don't call him that, he can't be that to us. Although he wants to be. Amen. So no matter what belongs to us, we'll only partake of it to the measure that we are interested in it and call it to us. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the things we've talked about in the previous episodes and tagging on from there is we have to stir ourselves up to be interested. That's right. We have to stay interested in what belongs to us in Christ. Um, We'd quote in Mark 11, 24, what things soever you desire. This is what Jesus said. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Many times we focus on the faith part of that verse, but the faith part of the verse is preceded by the desire. What things soever you desire, this verse is telling us how to get our desires met. Many times people think they have faith issues when they really have desire issues. They need to stir up their desire for something, towards something more. Amen. 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 Uh, You'll only partake of what you're interested in. Amen. And I don't want any of us to not receive simply because we weren't interested enough to put the word first. Well, we're learning. Stay stirred up. How do you stay stirred up? You know, people, people have many responsibilities in life. They're parents. They have children. They have jobs. They have other things that call for responsibility. But all throughout the day, we can say, Father, thank you for your word. It's working me. Mm-hmm. And you just keep yourself stirred up by talking about it. Yeah. Talk it to yourself. Right. Repeat to yourself what the word says about you. Amen. Amen. So it's our privilege to stay stirred up. It's, it's up to us to That's get right. thrilled with That's the word. Right. It's up to us. It's not about a feeling. It's about a choice. Amen. I'm interested yes. in the word. Yes. To stir ourselves up continually, it matters who we run around with. Amen. 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 It's easier to stay stirred when you're running around people who are stirred. Amen. 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 Uh, people who aren't interested in the things of the word, people who have no regard or honor for the word will not stimulate your faith life. Right. They'll diminish it. Wow. Amen. So it does matter who we fellowship with. Right. It's going to, where, where those, uh, our fellowship needs to be found among those who put the word first. Because it will help you at a time when you need the words flow in your life. So to stay stirred, find your fellowship around those who are stirred, stirred toward the word. Those who love what you love, 
Honor what you honor. And that's where your, your highest fellowship should be found in the church, right. not at work. You can have friends at work and, and, and that's especially wonderful if they're saved. But your fellowship primarily and your highest fellowship needs to be around those who, who honor the word that's right. and are keeping Amen. the word first place. Because I tell you, at a time of testing, you need somebody speaking into your ear and say, you know what the word says, come on. Right. right? You don't always need sympathy from someone who doesn't know the word. Sometimes you need to be reminded by someone who honors the word. So it does matter who you keep around your life because that will affect your degree of interest in the word. Amen. Everyone is stirred towards something. Everyone. Make sure you're, you're finding your fellowship with those who are stirred toward the word. Um, we can, you can get your affection and attention on things that other people are stirred about. You know, um, my mother was a huge sports fan, but, uh, and a couple of other, my other family members, they like sports, but I tell you, mother excelled them all. She loved football, baseball, basketball. She loved it all. I mean, she could talk the teams with the best one. And you got around her and you started watching things you wouldn't have watched if she wasn't there. And you enjoyed it because she was so stirred about it. And it's okay to be stirred about something. Absolutely, it's okay. But make sure your highest stirring is toward that which will deliver you. Amen. Because all those sports and things can be fun in a place of fellowship. They can't deliver you in the middle of the night. They can't heal a body. They can't, they can't bring that wayward child back to God. So make sure that what you're serving is great enough to deliver you. Uh, because who you hang around with, you will start stepping into the flow of their affection. You'll start having a desire and a stirring toward what they like. So make sure that in your fellowship, the highest fellowship is people who are stirred toward the word because it will help stimulate your own spiritual life. Amen. Does it matter who your fellowship is with? Ask Caleb and Joshua. They were the only two out of entire nation that were stirred toward what God said. When God delivered his people out of Egypt, he delivered them out of Egypt to bring them into their own. God was going to turn them from slaves into landowners. God likes his people to be landowners. Why is that? Because when God's people own land, that means the devil's plan is done on that land. Now it's God's plan. Amen. So God was turning them from slaves into landowners, possessors of land. But um, that entire generation that saw the miracles, that received the miracles that delivered them out of Egypt are the same ones who lost interest about the promised land. They were not interested enough to go in. How come we know they weren't interested? Because they didn't hold to work what God said. Joshua and Caleb held to what God said. How do we show interest? We get the word in us. They got in them what God said. That's, I have already given you that land. They put that word in them. 
and they built God's word into them about possessing the land. Then when those around them didn't want to go in, they didn't fall into the wrong way of thinking. Two men in an entire nation were the only two right. Well, you could also throw Moses in there, but it was Joshua and Caleb who had a voice into those people. And um, these two men did not go the way of their generation. Two men stood against an entire generation of unbelievers. Listen, when you're in faith and you have faith in the word, you can stand alone. You don't need a majority with you. Amen. Amen. So it did matter that these two men were men of a like spirit. They were of the spirit of faith. And they held to what what God said. How come they were able to stand firm. They're the only two of their generation that entered in after Moses died. They were the only two out of, they say about 3 million Hebrews, the only two out of about 3 million Hebrews. Why is it they built God's word in them and the others didn't? How they treated the word determined what they entered into or didn't enter into. That's right. Amen. How they treated what God said. Amen. Those who didn't build what God said in them did not enter. Yeah. Yeah. They That's did right. not partake That's right. of that land. But those Joshua and Caleb built in them what God said. And we've, it's forever recorded that they built God's That's word right. in them. Yeah. I want to read to you out of Numbers chapter 32, and this is verse 11. Numbers 32, and this is verse 11. God speaking of this said, Surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land, which I swear unto Abraham and Isaac and unto Jacob. Why? Because they have not wholly followed me. Mm. What's that mean? They weren't wholehearted. They didn't make it a priority what God said. They didn't, they should, when God said, I have already given you a land. It's a land that flows with milk and honey. They should have built that in them. They should have taken what God said and built it in them. Because they didn't, they couldn't partake of it. That's why it matters how we treat the word. How the word we build in us is the only part of the word we'll partake of. Amen. Amen. Any part of the word we neglect, we won't partake of it as we should. Amen. Amen. So God said, because they have not wholly followed me. What does that mean? They they weren't wholehearted toward what God said. They were were casual. They were casual toward what God said. Mm. Joshua and Caleb weren't that way at all. They weren't half-hearted. They were wholehearted. Mm -hmm. Verse 12 says, well, let me read again. It says, because they have not wholly followed me. Verse 12, save Caleb and Joshua, for they have wholly followed the Lord. Mm -hmm. So he said their outcome is going to be different. They're going to enter in when a whole nation, three million, will not enter in, two will, of that original generation because of how they treated what God said to them. God's word is him talking to you. Let's treat it right. Let's treat it like the voice of God. It is the voice of God speaking to us. Amen. Amen. So because they, Caleb and Joshua built in them the word that God said to them, their interest level showed. 
they didn't have, they didn't have problems with, oh, I'm trying to have faith about going in. No, they, they built what God said into them. Therefore, the, their faith was there to mm -hmm. enter in. Amen. Amen. They were wholehearted and they kept themselves fervent about what God said. They kept themselves stirred and fervent. Amen. The, the other generation, the rest of the generation, three million who didn't enter in, they wandered, never arriving, living in proximity, but never entering. I don't want to live in proximity of God's blessing. I want to be a partaker. That's right. How do we become a partaker? Build what God says in you. Put God's word first. Be wholly interested in the word. Treat the word right. Give it first place in your life. We don't want to struggle and suffer in this life unnecessarily simply because of how we treated the word. If we neglect the word, we'll suffer unnecessarily. We'll struggle unnecessarily. Now notice this, having the word in you and having faith doesn't mean that opposition won't come. It means it won't take you off course. You'll be anchored. You'll be fortified. You'll be immovable in the face of adversity. Our attitude toward the word determines the place that God holds in our daily life. Yeah. We, we say, remember what Jesus said? He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. right. In other words, to say we love him, we're going to show that love by how we treat his word. That's right. Right. That's right. So we can say we love him, but if we're neglecting the word, yeah. we're invited to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're invited to come up in how we're treating the word. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Know this, the word is not a common book. It is God talking to us. Think about that. If someone were to tell you next Sunday, God's going to show up at church and talk to you. Wow. Would we show up? Well, if we have any regard for God, we would, yeah. right? Yeah, but that's what every service is. Right. When a man is listening to God yeah. and preaching the word in that local church, Amen. it's God talking to us. Amen. When it's the word, when it's in line with the word, not just anything that comes out of a man, but when it's in line with the word. We don't want to treat that word as common. We don't treat that time of being able to have a local church and attend a local church as common. It's not like going to the mall. It's not like going to the mall. Right. It's not like going to the movies. It's not like going to dinner with our friends. Right. No, it's like it is set apart. It is, it is an elevated spiritual time. It is time with God in the company of those who honor and love the word. Amen. 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 When people treat the word as a common book, what do you mean by treating it as a common book? Disposable. Mm. Yes. If I have time or if I don't have, you know, if I, you know, what, not, not putting it first place is treating it as common. Mm -hmm. When people treat the word as a common book, their life will break down and the adversary will have no trouble in overthrowing them in a crisis because they won't be anchored. Mm -hmm. The word is our anchor. We want, to, we want to show God. We not only love him, we love what he says. Yes. And to love him, we have to love what he says because yes. him and his word are one. That's right. yes. If we treat the word as common, we won't partake of the victory that we should be partaking of. Right. If we treat the word as common, we're casting away our privileges in Christ. Right. 
but they belong to us. Let's not cast them away. Amen. Right. Lightly esteeming the word is dangerous because God delivers us through his word. That's right. God heals us through his word. God provides for us through his word. So we don't want to treat the word lightly. Amen. We want Amen. to honor it. Amen. When that word is being preached, I mean, be all in. That's right. Undistracted. Oh, yes. You know, the devil will do anything he can to keep you away from the place where you're taught the word. Yes. Because he doesn't want you to lay hold of what the word has made yours. So he will, he tries to keep you away from the place where the word is taught. But once we recognize that strategy and we step past opposition, you know, I, I've seen this so many times in 25 years of pastoring. The devil tries all kinds of things to draw people out of their local church. Mm -hmm. He tries to get them offended. He tries to get them in unforgiveness. He tries to get them in financial difficulty to keep them out working instead of attending church when they should. All these kinds of things he'll throw at them. But as we recognize and we grow and we develop and we step past those strategies. Now know this, the devil will throw every reason at you why you shouldn't go. Be part of a crusade, be part of a conference, be part of your local church. But once you step past that and recognize that, then you can sit in church. The devil will try another way. He'll try to get you distracted. That's right. That's right. Throw all kinds of stuff around you, activity and things yeah. going on. But I tell you, when we're all in with the word, we don't care what's going on. <laughs> the word is our interest and we're hooked in and we're listening with our hearts, not just with these outer ears. We're opening up our hearts. How we treat the word is, is going to show us what our life will look like. If we treat the word um, as optional, then we won't be partaking of the great blessings that belong to us as we should. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, the Amplified Classic said this, God is speaking. This Amplified Classic for those who honor me, I will honor. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those who despise me mm -hmm. shall be lightly esteemed. Mm -hmm. What's this mean? Mm -hmm. How we treat the word is how the word will treat us. Mm -hmm. God's the same. But if we don't give attention to the word, mm -hmm. then there are things the word offers us that we won't partake of just because of lack of attention to the word. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We honor the word. That's right. It's yeah. God speaking to us. God's Listen, yes. God in his word offers us his thoughts. Let's take them. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 God teaches us what to say. Let's say it. Yes. God teaches us what not to say. Let's not say it. Amen. 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 Um, God in his word are one. How we treat what he says is how we're treating him. When we let go of what he says, we're letting go of him. That doesn't mean we lose him out of our life. It means that we're not holding him movable. We're not standing strong as we could. When we show honor for the word, it honors us. When we show honor for him as healer, then we open the door to the healer. When we honor him as provider, then we open the door to provider. He never withholds healing. He never withholds provision, but he can only come where he's honored. Why? Because it's honor that opens the door. Lack of honor closes the door in his own hometown. In Nazareth, 
Luke chapter 4, he went there to be a blessing to his own hometown, but the word says they didn't honor him there. Mm -hmm. He came there to heal and he could there do no mighty work. Why? Because their lack of honor closed the door to the power of God. Why? Lack of honor is lack of faith. They doubted. Mm -hmm. It says they dishonored him and they doubted. Um, When we honor, we're, if I could say this, enhancing our faith. And we need faith to receive. Amen. Amen. I don't want to suffer just because I'm not giving the word its proper place. Many times people think they're suffering because the devil's attacking. I don't care how the devil attacks. When I give the word first place, I never suffer. I'll always have my answer. I'll always have my deliverance. I'll always have my help. Amen. And people think many times they're, uh, if we'll honor the word, no attack can keep us from receiving. Let me put it that way. Amen. Amen. It matters that we honor the word, how we treat the word. When we value the word, we also value the place where we hear the word, the local church. We value the pastor God has put us with because they are vital to us hearing the word. People say, well, all I need is Jesus. Well, we need to qualify that statement. Right. I'm not belittling what he's done. Yeah, that's true. For our redemption to pay the price for us, to come into sonship, to have an inheritance and come into this covenant, all we needed was Jesus. Yeah. But to grow up spiritually, we need more than Jesus. We need a, an apostle, a prophet, mm, pastor, yes. teacher, evangelist. Amen. That's right. We need the fivefold gifts that Jesus gave. Why would Jesus give them as gifts to the body of Christ if we didn't need them? Right. We need them. Yes. They are, if I could say this, our spiritual instructors That's right. to help us grow up. So when you say, all I need is Jesus, all you need for your redemption is Jesus, but to grow up spiritually, you need someone who knows God better than you teaching you. Amen. Amen. So we honor the local church. We honor the place where we hear the word. You can't go down to the mall and hear the word. Can't go to the movie house and hear the word. That's right. It's fine to go to those places, but I'm just saying, as long as there are right things going on there, but I'm just saying the place where we hear the word is unlike any other place in the earth. Amen. I value my local church more than anything else. Any place else, nothing else is its equal and never will be. Amen. My, the place you have a job is not equal to your local church. The place where you hang out with your family is not equal to the local church. Nothing equals the place where we get to hear and learn God. Amen. Well, we're going to keep going this direction. You don't want to miss it. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. When God increases you, every arena of your life will increase. In this book, I Have a Supply by Nancy Dufresne, you will learn how rich and unending your supply is from God and how to make it a reality in your everyday life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.